Welcome to Urban Wildlife Tales, where you'll hear stories, tips, and tricks about humanely dealing with our furry and sometimes scaly friends. I'm your host, Dusty Showers, solving your daily nuisance wildlife issues. Hi, this is Lynn Austin, the original Hooters girl and Playboy's Playmate of the Month for July. Don't you worry about what year. Anyway, you're listening to the possum kisser himself, Dusty Showers and Urban Wildlife Tales. Can someone get this kid some help? Seriously. Welcome to Urban Wildlife Tales. This is your host, Dusty Showers. And this episode is on Wives' Tales. Now, I'm kind of freestyling. I figure I've got about a 45-minute drive ahead of me, and this podcast won't be 45 minutes. But what better time than to talk about Wives' Tales in the wildlife business? Now, I am freestyling, so my guess is that we're going to cover a few of them, and as soon as I quit, I'm going to think of a couple more, so maybe this will be an ongoing series. But being a uh, humane urban nuisance wildlife trapper since 1993, that's more than 20 years of doing this, I've heard a lot of things, and there's always some things that, you know, if somebody says something, somebody else is going to say something else in response to it and the biggest thing would probably be mothballs if I didn't know any better I would think that mothballs would be the end-all be-all to every kind of problem no matter what it is especially with Facebook if somebody says hey I got a problem with XYZ there's somebody that goes well you need to just put mothballs out nope To quote the famous Chuck Testa, it's just as simple as, nope, don't do it. Mothballs do not work. I've seen so many different applications of mothballs. Um, And mothballs is also in a lot of the, like the the critter go away formulations, the snake away and critter away and deer away. And it's really just mothballs, which is the fancy name for mothballs is naphthalene. And then they add in sulfur for good measure. And then they put a really high price tag on it. Don't do it. Uh, these things are toxic. They smell and they're not effective. Of course, I know that because I've been doing this for so long. I've gone out to countless people's houses that have tried mothballs. Uh, and now with Facebook, people will message me and say, hey, I had raccoons in my attic or raccoons in my chimney or I had bats or I had squirrels or I had armadillos or whatever it is and I put out mothballs and it didn't do anything except make everything smell. Uh, Then, of course, there's my good friend Kobe who lives in, uh, I believe he's in South Tampa and had a, uh, a snake somewhere around the house. I don't remember the exact details, but it was somewhere around the house and with the crawl space underneath the house, Kobe put mothballs all under the house. And it didn't really get rid of the snake, or at least they're not sure if it got rid of the snake, to the best of my recollection. However, what I do know is Kobe's wife made him get down under that house and pull out all those mothballs because the house smelled. Now, that, that really is a toxic product it's a it's a fumigant and you don't want to be breathing in those fumes uh, if you're at your grandma's house and there's a few mothballs you know on the sweaters I guess that's okay but um, you are going to smell like your grandma and uh, you know in high numbers it's just not healthy 
So stay away from mothballs. Doesn't matter what anyone says. If you can find a professional that says, yeah, go ahead and just put mothballs out, either that guy's not a real professional or he's got some head trauma. So don't listen to that kind of advice. Whether it's snakes or deer or raccoons or possums or squirrels, whatever it is, don't do that. Let's see, another another wives' tale would be snakes. Like, um, I know that I can guarantee any time that I put a Facebook up, post up against snakes or somebody else puts something up for snakes, there's going to be somebody that says, the only good snake's a dead snake. And I'm pretty sure that I cover this under the snakes podcast, so I won't get in too much depth, but um, it's a wives' tale that the only good snake is a dead snake. That's... I mean, it's literally, aside from not making sense, it's literally not true because snakes are beneficial as long as they're in the right places. Now, the Burmese pythons that are taking over the Everglades, that's not so beneficial. And I actually, okay, I'll eat crow a little bit on this one. I believe it's the brown snakes in... Oh, I don't remember what it is. There's one of the islands in like the Southeast Pacific that the brown snake has taken over. It was a, an invasive species and it's eaten all the tree frogs and caused all sorts of, of problems. So there's the, the brown tree snake that has done that. And then there's the Burmese python in the Everglades that are, is an invasive species. And, and a couple weeks ago when I was driving through the Everglades going to Miami, I did happen to see a dead Burmese python, uh, roughly about 11 feet. So they are definitely out there. And in that case, they're eating all the raccoons and the possums and the deer and, and even the alligators. So they are, are really taking their toll on the Everglades. So I'll give you that one. In that case, the only good snake is a dead snake. However, there's a billion other kind of snakes that are totally awesome. They feed off of rats and they help keep other populations in check. So you should always be kind to snakes. And if you know that it's a harmless snake, yeah, go ahead and pet it. Why not? All right, so there's got to be another wives' tale. Um, oh, how about whatever animal you find a baby and they go, Be careful, because where there's babies, there's a mama. Well, that's not always true. Uh, and if it is, it, it doesn't really matter that much. Because a lot of a lot of animals, like a, take a possum, by, you know, the possum's not aggressive to begin with. But once the babies fall off... They're on their own. The mother doesn't look after them at all. And even, say, with raccoons, where, you know, mother raccoon's not going to be aggressive, but she will be more defensive than, than some. So some are, are easier going, others are not. But I've never been attacked by a raccoon. And I've had them threaten to attack me, and they put on a big dog and pony show and growl and hiss and snarl. Uh, but I recall early, you know, my first couple years of doing this, I was in an attic. The attic was only about two, probably two and a half feet tall. It was tight. Like, I had to crawl in on my belly. It was a flat roof and just a really small area. But I saw the mother raccoon. She had her babies, and I crawled right up to her, and I stared at her in the eyes, and I pulled her babies away from her. And, and she would kind of lunge at me and act like she was going to bite me, but she never did. So I ended up taking the babies, and then I caught her and uh, relocated them, you know, all at the same time. Um, I also had another case where just 
probably in the last two or three years, a raccoon had fallen through a ceiling in a home in foreclosure. And so I had to go and, and check things out and I found her sitting in the shower. And I've got pictures of this somewhere. She was just lounging in the shower. She had a baby next to her. Um, because of the situation, the babies had been spread out. Uh, but I, I literally stepped into the shower and took a video and said, this is for all those people that say never corner a raccoon. So not only was she cornered, she was in the shower with me. And yeah, that sounds funny, I know, but I'm okay with that. So I, I videoed her in the shower and she just really laid there. Nothing really exciting. So, um, you know, that doves, dovetails into, you know, the other thing is don't ever corner an XYZ animal. You know, there's animals aren't just going to attack you because they're in a corner. They're going to attack you because you approach them. And granted, there's there's exceptions like maybe a mountain lion, panther, puma, whatever is the, the vernacular for where you live. Um, a bear, I probably wouldn't try to corner a bear. But when we're talking about urban wildlife, which is raccoons and possums and squirrels, uh, occasionally, like a black racer, people think that they're getting attacked by a black racer because a black racer is a hyperactive ADD snake. If there's one snake in this world that needs Ritalin, it's a black racer. So occasionally people say, well, it came running right at me and it tried to attack me. And no, 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 it didn't try to attack you. It felt like it did not have anywhere to go. So it freaked out and just tried to escape. And you just happened to be in its path. So you can't mistake that as an attack. So, so that's not what that is. Now, the other one, and this is a great Florida one, and people that live in Florida that don't really know anything about the animals, they love to, to brag about our environment because we're in Florida, we're in the swamp, and we've got, you know, snakes everywhere and alligators. And, and by the way, we don't have snakes everywhere. Like in my spare time, I go out looking for snakes, and there's a lot of times where I don't find any snakes. So we do have snakes, but they're not everywhere. But the, the funniest one that I like, or most funny, however you say that, is people say, if you're ever getting chased by an alligator, just zigzag. Well... I, uh, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but here's the thing. It's not practical. Alligators don't chase people. Their legs are only like 12 inches long at the most. So they've got these legs that are 12 inches long carrying around a body that's anywhere from 95 to 200 pounds. And this is not an animal that runs. Now what they can do is they can lunge. So for a short, very short period. So if you're like five yards from an alligator, it can turn and it can bite you. If you're in the water, it can do whatever it needs to to get you. The water is a whole different thing. All bets are off when they're in the water. If, if you're in the water and there's an alligator there, it's probably going to get you. Although they're not that aggressive. We do have alligator attacks, but we just don't have as many if you really look at the number of alligators that we have. But back to the whole zigzag thing. I have this image in my head of this person that sees an alligator and they like a Saturday night live skit where they zig to the left and pause and then zig to the right and pause and then zig to the left and pause. Meanwhile, this alligator is chasing them, but the alligator is flummoxed because it can't keep up with this person that's zigging to the left and zagging to the right. 
but it's not practical because they're going to give up after like five yards. They're just not going to chase you. So the best thing to do if you're being chased by an alligator, just make it the first five yards and you'll be fine. Or the other advice that they like to give around here is just be faster than the person that you're with. All right, I, I'm starting to um, to draw a blank on wives' tails. There's the old possums taste like chicken, squirrels taste like chicken. I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Um, you know, I, I, I we have grocery stores, so it, you know if you're in an environment where you have to eat those animals, okay, I get that. But if you're living like in the Chicago suburbs, and then you feel like you have to tell me that possums taste like chicken. Gee, something's going wrong. You you don't have to be eating possums. Well, why don't we wrap it up with that? I know for a fact that as soon as I stop this recording, I'm going to say, oh, I didn't talk about, well, maybe the rabbit animals, how everything has rabies or this or that. There's definitely more things to talk about. So thanks for checking out my Wives Tale podcast, and be sure to check out the next episode. And in the meantime, always be kind to possums and pitbulls. Discover how to build a six-figure business humanely dealing with urban nuisance wildlife. Go to thesixfiguretrapper.com and you can help promote humane and compassionate treatment for urban wildlife by going to iTunes and giving this show an awesome, awesome review. The animals will thank you for it. <laughs>